1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that may not understand animals but would settle for understanding Robert Downey Jr., it's SIFPOG. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, We're streaming live most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. <laughs> patrons get those perks. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my co-host and pod boy for life, Andrew Ormsby. Oh. oh, hi. And each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. We don't actually have Bad Boys for Life on the schedule for today. No. I did get a chance to see it. Oh, yeah? Uh, did you happen to go out and see it? No. I almost kind of wish we had swapped him out a little bit, just because it's getting some buzz, yeah. you know, and it made like sixty-five million dollars this yeah. weekend. That's like a third of the budget of Doolittle. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I wish I can see why it's getting the buzz. It's. I didn't really like the Bad Boys movies, uh, the first couple of them. Really? Um, Is it the Michael Bayness of it all? Yeah. Yeah. and and guess who didn't direct this one <laughs> <Go back. laughs> so i don't know there's there's a lot to like about it maybe we'll chat about it at uh, at some future date uh but uh but yeah i just i wanted to kind of throw that out there that i have seen it and uh and actually would give it a little bit of a recommend nice like, yeah so will smith man he's like making movies again I mean he when did he stop? Well, I mean he didn't stop, but he's had what, like five titles out in the last year or so? Like it's crazy. Is he re- oh, I, I guess, don't know. I, that, I guess the what is the spy movie? Uh yeah, you've got spies in disguise spies in just disguise. came out. You've yeah. got Aladdin, yeah. uh you had Gemini Man. Yeah. And you've got this one. So at least four, and there may be one I'm forgetting, but but And the yeah. guy's
2: what, fifty something? I think he's yeah, somewhere and around he's, there. And he's still
1: going strong, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he is a lot of fun. He's to watch older on now than uh, uh, Uncle Phil was when they made the show. Don't you're hurting me. Stop hurting me. <laughs> are you intentionally hurting me? Yes. Uh, we are uh, going to talk about the Oscar nominations today. Yes. We're going to talk about the aforementioned Doolittle, not Doctor Doolittle. No, just called Doolittle. Um, Were and- you surprised
2: like I was to find out Doolittle spelt with one O? I. I was. Yeah.
1: That's mind-blowing to me it's, that you brought this up because I wanted to talk about it's this. It's little I, li- <laughs> I literally wanted to talk. How is it spelled with one O? Yeah. If you were to look, li- and you know why it is, because it's literally supposed to mean do, do little. Do little. But if it's a name, yeah. do little, it should be D-O-O. Yeah. Otherwise, it's da-little. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I had that same exact thought.
2: Because when I kept typing it in,
1: it's like, did you mean da-little?
2: And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. What <is> <laughs> But yeah, mind blown.
1: Yeah, so that's that's that a is, mandala effect right there. I remember
2: Doolittle being spelled with
1: two O's from my childhood. I it I think I think it was. I think they've recently <laughs> changed it, yeah. and uh, we're all being we're all being punked. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and of course we'll have some uh, we'll have a little bit of buried treasure at the end but we like to kick it off with some do we care every single week i scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world
2: i pick some topics for us to discuss and we must decide do we care or not. We got six this week, man. Whoa! I know. We've been gone a while, and the last two that we did didn't have, do we care? So there's a lot of infer, you know, info to get caught up on. So we're, we're, we're do-lotling. We're do- we're Not doing, do-littling. Yeah. We're doing, doing lotling. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Number one! You got it. Batman is joining the MCU, sort of. Christian Bale joins the cast of Thor, Love and
1: Thunder. It's great. In an unknown role. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how he physically transforms and becomes another. He is being. really going, he's actually going to,
2: you know, extend his face out to become Beta Ray Bill or something. <laughs> I have some predictions on who he's going to play. Is he, he going to
1: play either Love or Thunder? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, Only Christian Bale could play Thunder. He'd figure it out. He'd yeah, figure he really out could. A- how to actually act like Thunder.
2: Yeah. Um, my first prediction is Beta Ray Bill, that he's going to be the voice of Beta Ray now Bill. Now, you know, I have no idea. Who Bill. that is or
1: what that means, right? Yeah. Like ba- you know you're talking to somebody who yeah. has like zero But there are people comp- out there No, I know I'm so so I'm saying explain yeah. it explain so, it to me for the people who are like me and don't don't know what that means.
2: So Beta Ray Bill is an alien. He kind of like he's humanoid, but he has like this weird horse face, and he is the only other person in the universe worthy enough to wield Mjolnir.
1: Oh, yeah, which we know is uh is, is not true. Yeah, we we we've seen, we've seen Mjolnir. Cap. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he it's is... sorry to bother you. The comic book. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, not, sorry not to bother you. What, yeah. is, what is that movie called? Anyways,
2: sorry not sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry not sorry. <laughs> yeah, the comic book.
2: Um, but yeah, that's my first prediction is he's going to voice. Beta Ray Bill because okay. he has the he can do any voice you know he's he's not only a great actor but he's also a great voice actor yeah I mean look at all
1: the uh, well he How- just understands performance he understands transformational performance
2: yeah Howl's yeah. Moving Castle you look at uh uh the Jungle Book that just came out you know he was great as Bagheera you know and uh, yeah I'm excited for this so very nice my other predictions I will be that he will either be Balder which is Thor's actual brother, not Loki—you know, adopter brother, but Baldur the Brave. Uh, I think that kind of that ship might have sailed though. With the whole, you know, Thor's brother thing. You know, it's been so long now. People, it would be weird sure. to introduce a brother. Sure. And but uh, I mean, if they had a race, you'd see a Boulder Dash. <laughs> oh snap, son! Uh, but my num- my third prediction actually kind of leads into our second one. And oh. Look at you, King of Segways. I know. Um, And he's going to play Norman
1: Osborn. What? Yeah. Norman Osborn?
2: Number two. (laughs) Batman is joining the MCU, sort (laughs) of. Part two. Jared Leto's upcoming Sony supervillain film, Morbius. (laughs) Get it? Batman? Because he's he's a vampire? Yeah. So smart. (laughs) I'm so smart. (laughs) It was a bit of a stretch, but I like it. Uh, I'm game. Jared Leto's upcoming Sony supervillain film, Morbius, dropped a trailer. You didn't see it while uh while we were on break. So there are now major hints that the Sony universe might be merging with
1: the MCU. So uh, what do we? How do we feel about this? I'm excited. I'm all for it. I'm man. excited about the idea of of the Venomverse or yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah, sure. uh, becoming a part. And you know I. I thought what I heard in the atmosphere was that Jay Jonah Jameson, yeah, was possibly going to be uh, in both of them, yeah, played by the same person. And so I don't know. I, I, it makes sense, but if it's to be, it has to be part of the contract that happened behind closed doors. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's definitely something that they have talked about.
2: Yeah. Well, we also see uh, Adrian Toomes, who was Michael Keaton's character in Homecoming. Oh, the
1: Vulture. He's in this. Vulture is in it. Michael Keaton as Vulture is in this trailer. Well then it's kind of a done deal then, right? Don't, yeah. don't you have to say they're yeah. in the same universe? But now? here's the
2: thing though. Whenever uh they show like uh, posters of mm-hmm. Spider Man and stuff, but it's not the Spider Man we see. It's the uh uh Andrew Garfield Spider Man in the in the posters Whoa. and stuff. So it's confusing. Like I don't know if this is them just saying, hey, let's mess with the fan base and just throw are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they hints everywhere, you know? So,
1: Wow. And then the real trick is it's all going to tie into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, they're all just going to be different Spider-Men from different Spider-Verses. Do you still watch The Flash? Uh, I haven't watched any of this season. Okay. um, Because I... I mean, just nobody needs to know this, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, my uh, son has gotten into the DC Universe TV shows. Oh, and nice. he asked me to wait on the new season of The Flash until he had caught up. So okay. we're going to watch that together. So I haven't watched any of the new season. But yes, I am still interested. And I'm very interested in the Crisis Earth crossover stuff. I think well, I was just saying if you knew about the cameo that just happened. No. And I don't want I'm to. I'm not going to spoil it. Then. I don't... Because I. I one, one thing I do know is I have really loved... The freedom and the almost silliness yeah. that they're allowed to do with the TV DC universe where they're allowed to play in these worlds and crossover and yeah. I just I I think to me that's where DC found their universe. And yeah, maybe and they're shows. gonna find it cinematically too. I don't know. But uh the TV shows are the DC EU yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And
2: I'm not even counting the uh not not just Arrow, Supergirl, and Flash. I'm talking also, you know, uh uh I was about to say Suicide Squad, but no no. Um like, you know, the Legends. actual DC yeah, Well, Legends, but I'm talking about the actual DC online shows like Titans and, oh, okay, and yeah. Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know one of the most epic moments in SIF Pop history, oh, unfortunately. Man, heartbroken. But uh yeah, I hear Phil out there. But uh yeah, so I agree with you that that's the way that DC, whenever I think of the universe, you know, but but you need to get caught up on the flash I, I before will, before I get, somebody spoils it for you because your mind's going to get blown.
1: All right. It'll be fun. Yeah. I, I will let you know uh, when it blows my mind. Yeah. Number three. Number three.
2: Deadpool 3 is officially in the works at the MCU. Okay. This, this was a couple of weeks ago, you know, because we were on break, sort of. We had some... Uh, episodes that we pre-recorded and then <laughs> this came out uh, it's big news but i think a lot of people already know about it
1: I, you gotta assume there's money to be made there and i it, this will be fascinating of any movie project that i'm aware of coming up i am all i think i'm the most fascinated by this one and how the merging of the because we just saw disney play star wars so safe you know, with that, with Rise of the Skywalker, and I'm just like, how do you play Deadpool safe?
2: It's going to be the first R-rated
1: Disney movie. I, I, I mean, that's, I, we'll, and what does that mean? See, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by what this movie is going to be. I, I figured you're going
2: to be talking about the transition from, like, the actual transitions from one uh, studio to the other, and I think if you're going to have any character do it. Deadpool. He's going to break the fourth wall and actually mention, you know, leading Fox. Well, and Fox. having and
1: having Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in the MCU could be amazing. Oh, yeah, it could be so fun to have him pop into, you know, whatever the ne- whatever the yeah. next uh, phase of the MCU is, yeah. as the X Men start to come in and, and those kind of things. To have him pop in and to be able yeah. to be like winking at the audience, yeah, and that could be. Man, that could fit right in.
2: So, from what I understand, and again, all this is hearsay because it's so early on, you know. But uh, the Deadpool movies can be R rated, but whenever Deadpool is like doing an ensemble with like Avengers or anything like that, it's a PG thirteen. Oh, version sure, and Deadpool. he'll probably
1: make fun of that too. Yeah. He'll be aware that he's got the handcuffs on. Exactly. There, it's Yeah. Again, I find this character fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I find it intriguing. I'm excited to see kind of what they do with it. Yeah. Number so that, f- that'll be good. They're also kind of, aren't they kind of almost testing the waters with the Ryan Reynolds uh, NPC movie? Because that's a Disney movie too, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Wow. The one where he plays an NPC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, Random man or... Yeah, it's something like that. Regular like, guy or... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I forget. But the NPC movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: new, Nice guy or new guy? Whatever. Yeah, I, w- let's not dwell on it. Somebody <laughs> in the chat will tell us what That's it fine. is. It's fine. It's called what it's called. Yeah. Y'all know what we're talking about. Exactly. Number four? Number four. This one's really interesting. You're going to like this one. Warner Brothers has joined with the company called Sinolytic, an AI company... Who Warner Brothers wants them to create a decision-making algorithm-based AI to help greenlight future projects?
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, "Whoa!" Into they've this. done this before. Have um, they, they? Well, they've they've worked at it. They're they're trying to figure. Look, AI is the future. Whether we like it or not, it's just going to happen. And at some point. It will result in a very different world, right? It will result in what feels to us like a less human environment and a less, you know, human. Because we are of the assumption that the same thing about being human that makes awful movies and makes mistakes is also the spark of genius when something special happens. Yeah. Right? And so we feel like uh, artificial intelligence and I feel this way too, but I, you know, but I'm a dumb human, but we feel like it limits us our limits the ability to think outside of the box because they're literally programmed to think inside the box. Yeah. So I, you know, it will be what it will be. If it works, it works. If it, you know, if there's an algorithm that can determine what a great script is, fine, go for it. I'm yeah. still going to watch the movie and go, I like that or I didn't like that. Yeah. And my stupid humanity is going to determine a lot of that. So exactly. It, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting. Number 5. Yep. Uncharted has lost its sixth
2: director in Travis Knight. Should this property be pushed to either 2021 or 2022 or should it just be scrapped?
1: I don't know. Um again, I'm not the one to ask probably because I've never played the game. All I know is yeah. it's like an Indiana Jones type video game. That's, that's all li- you need. That's literally I know in that Tom Holland is is yeah. you know supposed to be in it.
2: And it's not he didn't uh Travis Knight didn't drop out for creative differences. It's because of the uh, Spider-Man news, uh, that's uh, Tom Holland's uh, shooting schedule for Spider-Man got pushed up. Yeah. So it would have interfered with the... So the calendars couldn't
1: work. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... But it's the sixth director.
1: I, You know, at the end of the day, it's whatever you put on the screen is going to determine. Yeah. So... What was... Uh, was it... Is it just called uh, Jobs
2: or Steve Jobs, the... The, one the with Michael Fast, no, the, the Fassbender Michael Fassbender one? one. Yeah, what about it? Uh, that movie went through, I think, four or five directors before it actually landed on, um, what's his name? Fincher. Fin- no, Fincher didn't end up doing it. Remember, who ended up doing Jobs? Why uh, don't I know
1: this? I know it was Sorkin, right?
2: Aaron Sorkin wrote it, but um, the guy who did like 127 hours and um, Train Spotting.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. If you uh, type in jobs director yeah. into Google, it'll give you a lot of job opportunities and hey. people, people who are responsible They're looking for, for them, directors? Isn't? Yeah. No. So, no, just, you know, whoever whoever job
2: director uh, is. Why do I keep saying? I know it's not Sam. Uh,
1: yeah, Joshua Michael Stern is the answer to this question. I had no clue. I would have never been able to uh, to come no, up with it. No,
2: Danny looking. Boyle is the answer, isn't it? Danny Boyle uh, directed Steve Jobs.
1: Well, Steve Jobs was the Kutcher one, though. Jobs was the other one, and that was Joshua Michael Stern. Right? No, I'm totally right here. Okay, good.
2: Danny Boyle directed Steve Jobs. So we're talking about
1: Steve Jobs starring Michael Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Okay, that's the the issue then, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Danny Boyle. This has been a fun trip down Google Lane. For who? (laughs) Yeah. Yes,
2: Probably a good idea to push this back. You don't want to rush it, but... But it can still work. You can still work. Yeah. Because exactly, Steve yeah. Jobs is
1: great. Well, and Ant-Man's a good movie, too. And we all know about the... you know, Oh, the yeah. ...stuff that happened with Edgar Wright behind that. So, yeah, things can change. It can happen. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right. We had some great musical biopics over the last
2: couple of years. We had Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. Then we had Taron Egerton as Elton John in Rocket Man now we have timothy chalamet in bandwagon as bob dylan
1: yeah this could be interesting Uh, chalamet's putting work out man yeah good work so tell me about this movie what do you know about this movie it's about bob dylan the movie itself is he's not playing bob dylan in a movie about something else from what i read this is a bob dylan biopic
2: Kind of like Taryn Edgerton's Rocket Man, it's about a musical artist who is still alive. I forget all the time that Bob Dylan is still alive.
1: Yeah, like I think maybe Bob Dylan forgets every once in a while that he's still alive. Yeah. It seems possible.
2: It's fair. Least. That's a fair assumption. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. He just has that. Whenever you think of Bob Dylan, you think of you know a a groundbreaking artist. You know. And whenever I think of Timothy Chalamet, for as young as he is and as good as he is, he is also a groundbreaking artist. So I think this
1: is a great, you know, uh, casting right here. Yeah. No, I'm I'm always anxious to, to see what t- Timothy Chalamet, uh, Chalamet is doing. Chalamoni Champagne. Uh, this is Tim Ma- Champagne. This is Mangold directing this too, right? Yeah. Who just came off Ford versus Ferrari, which I think is really good. So I yeah. do love
2: me some Mangold. I think
1: uh, I think we've got some awards bait yeah. going here for it's sure. It's going
2: to be the Western. Bob Dylan's story. Nice. You
1: know? Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care? All, wow. All six of them. All six of them and in, in, uh, none of them. Andrew, you said something about creative differences and it made me think of, um, what's his name? Stepping away for creative. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Did we talk about that last time? No. We haven't talked about the Doctor Strange thing either.
2: Yeah. That's creative differences. Yeah. The reason
1: why he left. That And that came out of nowhere, it felt like. Yeah. It was just like, Boom. Yeah. I mean, didn't he do the Marvel panel at like Comic Con or Probably. something? Probably. Scott Derrickson is who we're talking about. Oh yeah. I yeah. guess
2: we, we kept saying him.
1: He, <laughs> you have the, a name, Scott. Playing the pronoun game over yeah. here. Uh but yeah, so I, I'm a lot of fascinating stuff going on behind the scenes at Marvel. We'll see. Yeah. Where this next uh this next phase <laughs> this takes. This new in.
2: phase is gonna be
1: fun. It is gonna be fun. Yeah. All right, let's move on, shall we? Let's do a little Oscar talk about the nominations since they've been released. Big Big
2: news coming out of Hollywood. I am. Big white male news.
1: <laughs> I am fresh off my uh, trip to Los Angeles for the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. Uh, which maybe let's talk a little bit about that in the, uh, the, the member show. The member show? Yeah, let's talk about that for our member show. Um, and the thing is, we had our awards on Sunday night. Oscar nominations come out Monday morning. So I was still in Los Angeles when the Oscar nominations uh, came out. and uh, And it was just kind of. The closest – because of the way the, the season is compact this year, it's kind of the closest I was to, you know, like being conf- disoriented by like, how fast everything's happening. Oh, I got you. Like, yeah.
2: Wait, did we nominate that or is it an Oscar nomination? Yeah it's, yeah, it's really weird. And the Golden Globes were
1: before us this year, which yeah. is – Rare, are they not no usually it, it you know it's critics choice then golden Globes and then the Oscar sag. nominations and then you know, the sag awards and then the Oscars which I think it'll go back to the next couple of years at least but yeah. um but yeah it's really <coughs> weird so what are we, some what are some of our thoughts here uh
2: so we have several different categories here we yeah, let's have start Oscar with, surprises yeah let's start with biggest surprises I'm surprised that the Joker got the most Oscar nominations yeah 11 but Oscar you're happy nom- about
1: that right like I you, mean yeah You totally. think that's a great movie yeah, yeah. but I'm
2: I'm surprised that it got 11
1: <laughs> nominations. And we should say it It, it does feel, it, it did get the most. But there yeah. were also, what, two or three other movies that got 10. 1917
2: and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They both yeah. got 10.
1: They both got 10. So you kind of feel those three are at the top. Yeah. And then, but yeah, you know, Joker got one more than the other two did. So it's crazy. It is It yeah. is interesting. Uh,
2: another surprise: Scarlett Johansson for both lead and supporting actress. Yes. Has that ever happened? Yes. It has? Okay. Yeah.
1: I couldn't tell you who, but I'm sure that somebody has been nominated in both. Ca- like, yeah. I'm so sure I don't even have to look it up to be sure. Oh, you know? that's, that's pretty that's, conf- that's how, that's how that's, confident. That's how confident I am that it's happened. That's a confident before. dicer over there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I found that interesting. Um, I think she probably deserves the Marriage Story nomination, but I'm not on board with the Jojo Rabbit nomination. I she's, am. She's great in she's that. She's not going to win either one, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, I don't
2: think I'm, I'm getting it early on my predictions, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, one of my uh, biggest surprises was not seeing Frozen 2 in Animated. And don't confuse this with I think Frozen 2 should have been nominated. I actually don't. I think it was the right call. Yeah. Uh, but usually Disney <laughs> Oscars big, let it go. <laughs> Disney's big animated films. It's Toy Story 4. Usually well that's Pixar though. Usually they get both the Pixar and the Disney into the mix of things. So yeah. and I know it's the same company but I just mean, you know, kind sure. of different production arms. Uh so you got Klaus is yeah. one of them yeah. and uh have we ever determined if it's Klaus or Claus? I think it's, it's it's like Klaus, Klaus, <laughs> like, Klaus. Yeah. Anyways, I was glad to see that Santa Claus. So, yeah. So that got in there, and then uh, I lost my body, which is another Netflix animated film, um, which you can pop on Netflix any point. It's you know worth a watch. So I, you okay. know, I was glad to see that, but I was surprised either way.
2: All right. So the next category is... Well, emot- I'm going with surprises. Oh, you're not? I just <sighs> didn't know
1: if you had any more. Oh, my Lanta. No, no, I'm good. Uh, I was surprised that Robert De Niro didn't get a nomination. Were now, you? I, I really was. And again, not saying he should have, because that's a stacked category. We've talked about it all year, how stacked that best actor category is. Yeah. But I kind of expected him to be in there. Um, I was also surprised that um, the movie uh, the Farewell... Didn't get any nominations because it's kind of been growing in buzz for a lot of this award season and it's been getting a a few nominations. It seems like
2: the perfect Oscar film, you know? Like
1: everything about it just screams Oscar. Yeah, and not a single nomination. No Aquafina, nothing. Well, even nothing in like, you know, makeup or production design or any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was. I was uh, very surprised at that. And then finally, uh, I am surprised that we can now say Oscar nominated Maleficent 2 um, got an Oscar nomination. So that's always one of my favorite things each year. Is Where you find the one movie. You find the movie, you're like, Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated Suicide Squad? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next so, category is most exciting nominations. Yeah,
2: I got one here that I'm super excited about. Okay, for. which is? That Parasite was nominated for both Best Picture and Foreign Language Film. Yeah. Because that guarantees pretty much, like a 99% guarantee that it's going to win foreign language film. Yeah, I think, which can, by the way
1: is now called international film um, because they've changed it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even know what the rules are.
2: So does that mean the movies filmed in, like, England and stuff are now? I don't know.
1: I think it has to do with international production companies or I I have no idea anymore. I yeah. think each, the way it has worked in the past, I don't think this part of it has changed. I think just the title has changed. But each country gets to submit, you know, their, uh, you know, f- best from their country. And then they choose between all of those yeah. for the best international film. Yeah. But, and the first uh, South Korean film to be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And, I mean, more than deserves it. But it's also kind of a bummer because we saw it last year with Roma, right? They're going to be like, yeah, it's going to win Best... It's, it's got Best international,
2: so it, who needs to give it Best Picture? Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, it is a guarantee almost that it's going to win Best International Film. I was... Because uh, why would they nominate it for Best Picture if there's a four or a international film... That's better than it, you know?
1: I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting. Pain and Glory, I think, is the only one that probably has a chance. Uh, picked Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm, he up was some, nominated. That's, that's a- what I'm saying. Picked up some nominations outside of just Best International. You didn't so. like that movie. Um, I liked his performance. He's incredible in it. But, no, the movie did not move me in the same way it has moved a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so one of my most exciting nominations, of course, would be the Knives Out screenwriting nomination. I was glad to see Ryan Johnson get oh, nominated for that. Oh, we didn't even
2: mention that uh, in a do we care that Daniel Craig is coming back for multiple Knives Out sequels? Yeah.
0: So we, I
1: know, I know you care. We definitely that. care, and yeah. if by we you mean me, yeah. Um, I was also really excited to see the uh, two popes acting nominations. Uh, that that yeah. really made me happy. I'm glad, especially the Jonathan Price nomination because he's so good in that movie. It really is. And in a stacked category like that, I didn't think he had a shot.
2: No, I had a feeling he was going to be in there. I, I'm surprised. Or going back to surprises, I'm. But it might be a snub too, so we'll we wait. can hold it for snubs. Yeah. we can definitely hold it for snubs. But because there's plenty of them.
1: I was excited to see Hopkins, and uh, he as well in for two popes. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other one I would mention is animated short, uh, the movie uh, Kitbull, um, which you can, by the way, watch on Disney Plus if you want to. Okay. Um, I it is really sweet, really great. And I, when that that name came up, I was like, Oh, I know that one. That's hey. fun. I like that one. So, yeah sweet south any other exciting nominations for you no that was actually the really,
2: the really big one i was like oh wow i mean parasite best picture cuz it for us i mean i think the academy found out that it won the siff pop movie of the year i think that's what it was and then they were like well i guess we got to
1: know i think at this point you picture. just you kind of have to assume that yeah uh, let's talk about snubs, shall we? We got a bunch. Uh, why don't we go back and forth? Uh, you kick it off. We probably have uh, some of the same ones. Oh yeah, uh,
2: my biggest uh, one is Lupita Nyong'o for Best Actress. Definitely, it's my
1: second biggest one, but okay. um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I cannot believe she's not in there. Yeah, it's just an incredible performance. And when we I, w- when I try to talk about quote unquote snubs. I like to try to think in terms of, okay, but who do they replace, right? Because there are obviously a lot of great performances during the year. And it's yeah. easy to say, well, this was a great performance and it should have been in. It's a little harder sometimes to say, you know, well, who do you take out of there? So, like, yeah. who do you take out of the the best actress? You don't take out
2: Charlize because she's going to win. You don't take out, uh, is it Reese Witherspoon for uh, Judy Garland, or is it... Uh, no,
1: that was uh, Renee Zellweger. that's what I meant, yeah. yeah.
2: So she'll probably stay in there, too. Uh, who are the other ones? I already Sir forget. Saoirse Ronan,
1: Little Women, Scarlett Johansson, it. Marriage Story, and Cynthia Revo, Harriet. And what's interesting about this is my instinct is to take Cynthia Revo out... But she's the only nominee of color in the entire acting category, and, and you would just
2: be replacing her with another actress of color. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, and and that and that feels icky to me. Yeah. Is um, Saoirse Ronan really good? She's she's great in Little Women, but I I wouldn't. I mean, I'm a huge Saoirse fan. Yeah. Um, but I I, I think that would be fine. I mean, I do think Lapita deserves a nomination above Saoirse. There you go. Um, so yeah, that would be fine with me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I can't believe she didn't get nominated. So
2: that's my biggest, and you said it was your second. So what is your biggest? Uh, Apollo Eleven. Oh,
1: documentary. Yeah. I I don't. I, and I think I may have figured it out actually. After this in last year.
2: Where uh, was it? A beautiful day in the. Or,
1: yeah. Won't, won't you, you be, be my, my neighbor? neighbor? Yeah. Uh, which I consider not only the best documentary of last year, but one of my favorite movies of last year. Yeah. Same with Apollo, Apollo 11. It will make my best of the year. So
2: if it's the best documentary, it doesn't get nominated. And
1: I think the reason I can put my finger on is whoever is doing the nominating for the Oscars, the Academy for best documentary. Pretentious. Yeah. And the part of pretension that's like, this documentary is meaningful. This documentary is changing something, is looking to change the world, is doing something important. Because that is the common denominator I can find in both those movies is you could look at them and go, they're not Trying to change some so, big social issue, they're not shining light on something that's you know going to change the world. Apollo Eleven is just an incredible work of cinema yeah. about one of the key moments in human history, but it kind of looks at the past and just you know talks about. But these others that are nominated, they're all like about social, yeah, they're all about social change or yeah. about you know. So <laughs> it's I think that's what it is. I think there's a there's a bias towards. Um, something that means, yeah. you know, something, <laughs> which is uh, it, I I find funny
2: because, you know, it's a, it's a documentary about how mankind left the earth and landed on the moon, right, and then. It but it's lost not to, it, enacting social change. Exactly. In 2019. But there was also, it lost out to a documentary about a family who raised bees and their neighbors wanted to
1: raise bees too. <laughs> well, there was more to it than that, but yes. You know what I'm getting yes, at. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. But it also lost out to American Factory, which is, you know, a story of... Uh, the differences between the East and the West, and how they, you know, deal with factory situations yeah. in a plant in America. Edge of Democracy, For The Cave. These are all like you could say. What import- is The Cave about? I keep seeing that name movies. pop up. So, um, Do I you mean, know? It, it would take more than just a, th- a few moments to sure. talk about. And I, okay. I, I, I can look just, it up. It's worth watching. Okay, is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: my next uh, snub, Greta Gerwig for Best Director. I agree. I've got that in mind
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I have to, everybody's saying it, but I haven't seen Little Women, so I don't know. But enough people have said it that I understand now that it, it is a snub.
1: Yeah, no, it totally is. And because of what she did with a, a property, I think I've said this before, but it's a property that's been done before. And you feel like, what is there new that you could add to this? And yet she does. And the the way she tells this story is is absolutely um, beautiful. So, yeah, I would have had her in there instead of Todd Phillips, uh, which may be different for you. I don't know who you would replace, but... um, but yeah, I didn't. Of course, I didn't like much about Joker other than Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Was Quentin
2: Tarantino nominated?
1: Uh, Quentin was there. Uh, I'd take him
2: out. I mean, I've seen. Dude, him. there's
1: no reason to put a hit on somebody. You don't have to take him out. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, well,
2: I'm pretty savage like that. <laughs> uh, so that was my. We're best friends now. You can't hurt Quentin. Yeah, we hu- we hung true. out. Oh yeah, oh, you gotta talk about is that is is that a
1: teaser for the uh, the patron show? Sure, sure yeah, yeah. I gotta I got to spend some moments with Quentin Tarantino. Okay, so what is your next snub? Uh, my next stub is uh, is a little it, okay this is the stacked category that we talked about so I wanted to talk about it as a snub, but fully admitting I I don't know what you do here. Yeah. Um, I have a
2: feeling we have the exact same one.
1: Christian Bale no nope. in Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Here's my thing. I think it may be one of the greatest perform. I, in fact, I had it when we did our awards as one of my favorite performances of the year. Yeah. And the reason for me is there's a subtlety to it that really allowed me to see the genius of Christian Bale because he's not Christian Bale in that movie. He is this character, but it's just a normal human guy, but it's a different normal human guy than I've ever seen Christian Bale be before. Like, I was blown away by his acting, but I think because it's so simplistic or subtle—simplistic's the wrong word, but maybe subtle is too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was just really it's
2: transformative, sim- though. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's what he does. Now, for me, I'd probably have it in over Antonio Banderas. Uh, I would probably have it in over Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Is this leader or is it supporting?
1: This is. It would be a lead. It would. Wouldn't? Wouldn't it? I think I'm he was considered a lead. Okay. In the lead, and I think they put Damon in supporting. Okay. Neither one of them got nominated, but yeah, but yeah, I think that's how they did it. Uh, Adam Driver definitely deserves his nomination. Joaquin Phoenix definitely deserves his nomination. I think Jonathan Price deserves his nomination. So that leaves me with Leo or Antonio, and I would be fine with either of the O's uh, finding their way off for for Christian Bale. Um, but again, I admit this is a stacked category. Yeah. So and one of the O's didn't make it, which is uh, De Niro. So yeah, you know.
2: Well, I'm going to uh, add to that uh, category that is super stacked, Kang Ho Song. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's my last snub. And like you said, it's a super stacked category. I don't know who I'd take out. I haven't seen Pride and Glory, so, you know. Uh, hard to say. It's hard to He's, say. I, it I mean, is a worthy it's just performance. A, it's just, whenever I think of the word snub, also, I it, it's not like... For me, it's also like, it's a shame they didn't get nominated. Not like, oh, somebody took their spot. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, but I really wish that person would have gotten a shout out, you know? Yeah. Because it's it's a way of showing, you know, gratitude for great work is just the nomination in itself. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for all my snubs. Do you have any more?
1: Well, just that Knives Out deserved to be nominated for everything, and yeah. oh, okay, and it wasn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do wish it was nominated for Best Picture uh, nah. over a couple of those, but uh, but yeah, that's just me. Especially Ford versus Ferrari, which is a great movie. But, uh, but oh, look,
2: should... who the tables have turned here, you know. <laughs> look,
1: but Knives Out should be the, in there instead. That oh. and Jojo Rabbit and Joker and all those other awful movies that got nominated. Yeah. Come on, I'm just trying to needle. No. Just trying to needle. Nah, just try and do a little not needling. This is not going to work on me. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, all right, let's do some predictions, shall we? No, I'm
2: um, not going to give away all my secrets No, of course here. not. And this is probably... Because, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty uh, pretty good guesser when it comes to the Oscars. This
1: is as good a time as, as any to mention that we will be doing the the Oscar party again. Oscars, And we're calling it the Sposkers this year. And uh, so the Sposkers will be happening uh, Oscar weekend. Uh, And we will be doing a live stream, a second screen experience is I think what they call it in the business. Uh, So you can pop us open on your laptop or on your phone and kind of be listening to us in your ear as you're watching the show along with us. We will not be broadcasting the show in any form, video or audio. Can't do that. Uh, We will be watching it live and we will have live commentary throughout. Disney well, doesn't like it whenever you no, stream this No, they stuff. don't. Uh, as well as a live shot of the main viewing room, and we're hoping to have a lot of guests in to watch with us yeah. and to talk about it. So we're really excited about that I'm night. I'm going to be dressed to the nines. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Andrew's yeah. going to get all dressed up, get all snazzy. Yeah. We'll also have our Sposkers, uh picks that you can do, uh, and that website, will. Uh, I'll tweet that out, and Sif uh, Pop will uh, retweet it yeah. uh, here very shortly, probably this week. So you can get your picks in, and man, there's not a lot of time. No, I mean this it's only whole, a couple weeks. This
2: whole season, like you said, the award season is just speeding by. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: uh, we're excited for yeah. uh, for sposkers But I, up. I'm going
2: to So we don't want to give everything yeah. away. But I have some predictions that I think are pretty set in stone that I don't. Yeah, mind just give giving a few. Away. We'll each give a few. We'll go back and forth. I think the most obvious out of every single one is Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor.
1: In fact, I'm going to. This is what I had for one of my predictions. I'm going to just kind of piggyback on that. I yeah. think all the acting com- um, uh, categories are pretty much set in stone. Um, I think- oh, my other one was Charlize Theron. Yeah, well, it's so interesting. I mean, you just stick with that. I would love to see you continue to pick that. But this is—are you in with Judy? Yeah, Renee Zellweger has just been winning this down the line. Really? Uh, and I just uh, from Renee to Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to uh, um, who did who did we already say? uh joaquin joaquin phoenix is as best uh so actor. best
2: supporting actress
1: would be kathy bates uh no supporting actress uh will be laura dern in marriage story really yeah yep she's in the movie for five minutes well it's a supporting actress that's why uh that's why yeah, she, but... she's actually fitting into our category here yeah i'm, I'm just telling you uh, for my my prog- and you go ahead and stick with with you i want you to pick the the ones that you're saying you can pick oh, because yeah. i want to beat you but uh, but oh, i'm yeah. telling you these are all Yeah, you think you're going
2: to beat me. <laughs> How's that worked out for you the past couple of years? Uh pretty good
1: actually. Pretty good. Oh, that's right. You and I are always like number 1 and number 2. Yeah, well, i wouldn't say always, but there was definitely that year, was it last year or 2 years no, ago? No, it was Moonlight. Was the year that you beat me. Well, i beat you the one year where i beat you because the i we were 10 minutes apart on the tiebreaker. Like we tied with our number of picks.
2: Is that what it was? Yeah.
1: Because I remember you beat me because uh, I
2: had La La Land winning.
1: I had La La Land winning. So I know that that wasn't the reason I but beat you. But that would have put me over... If you had picked Moonlight or something? Yeah. If we I'd can have... look back through the history, yeah. but uh, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be another fun one. But you just you just pick who you want to pick. I'm excited uh, for that. I'll pick whoever I want. All right. What other predictions do you have? Uh,
2: Sam Mendes for Best Director.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go against you on this. I'm predicting Bong. Uh, on Best director. Really, I really think so. In the same way that Quaron uh, won Best Director for Roma, I think that will be the award that he gets. Um, but that that uh, goes hand in hand with my other prediction that 1917 uh, will win Best Picture. Me too. I th- I think that'll probably happen. Yeah. And then the only other prediction I had was uh, Greta and Quentin will win the screenplay uh, Oscars. I think that's that's the other one I feel pretty confident about. So, did you have any others?
2: No,pe. Like I said, didn't want to give away my trade secrets. Oh,
1: I gave away too much. Yeah, I gave away too much. Who's going to win uh, best uh, best uh, live action short feature? Yes. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's a look at uh, our thoughts. on You just on had the to nomination. pick a category you knew I knew nothing about. Well, I don't you? think either of us know anything about yeah. those. Uh, you ready to move on to our review? Man, it took us a while, but we finally made it. All right, let's talk about Doolittle.
0: Are you? Dr. Doolittle.
1: We have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey.
2: Everyone pack your bags! (laughs) You can talk to animals.
1: Dr. John Doolittle lives in solitude behind the high walls of his lush manor in 19th century England. His only companionship comes from an array of exotic animals that he speaks to on a daily basis. But when young Queen Victoria becomes gravely ill, the eccentric doctor and his furry friends embark on an epic adventure to a mythical island to find the cure. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing the good doctor, and uh, as well as many other... Famous-ish people playing the voices? No, that's the selling people short. I mean, you had John Cena. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I didn't like it. I hated it. You hated it? I hated this movie. I yeah. was I was angry by the really. end, by how bad this movie is. It's really bad. It's so but there are, bad.
2: There's some parts in this. Oh, I got to tell you right now, my theater was dying they were laughing so hard. No. I swear. No. Yeah.
1: Well, for That shame. just lets
2: you know about the, the quality of humor that some people have. Yeah. I will say there are moments in this that actually got a pretty good chuckle out of me. Yeah? Yeah. I'll just say it deals with a tiger and uh, looking at something. I was like, huh, that's actually kind of clever.
1: You know, I like that. I don't remember exactly what you're talking about. Uh but with uh, a light. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's clever. That's funny. Is it? Yes. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. That's works you know, for you. Give me that's the only part I got, I chuckled <laughs> at in this entire movie. I don't know. That as well as everything else to me just all seem to be so obvious, so poorly structured poorly written um hey
2: quit knocking on my number one movie of the year
1: (laughs) it's not mine yeah but that's because i've seen bad boys for life so you know i've already got two movies under my belt for 2020 let's start with robert Downey jr yeah go ahead what in the world happened here
2: i think he was so adamant about not being tony stark that he's like guys just let me do try something i'd I don't want to be known as Tony Stark. I want to try something totally different. Well, he certainly he, tried
1: something totally different. Yeah, he tried bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it remind you know what it reminded me of is like a Johnny Depp performance where it's like he's trying to do something Oh, he's like weird. a Tim Burton? Yeah, yeah, like weird or strange, and it just did not work. Yeah. And in fact, my understanding of the process of making this movie is that they basically redubbed his entire performance. Really? After the fact. And so whatever he tried in the moment didn't work. And then whatever he tried to do to cover it up, that didn't work either. Didn't work either. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's really bad. Yeah. I, I, I love Robert Downey Jr. Not in this. I don't love Robert Downey Jr. here. Yeah. it's It was not amusing to me at all. Yeah. I think there were way too many pop cultural references in
2: this movie. And I guess we should say off the top, this is not a movie made
1: for us. This is obviously a kid's movie. If we want to have a positive conversation about this movie, which we we try to do. We try to look for the positive things. That's yeah. exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. If you want to take, I'd say 5 to 11. Yeah. If you want to take your 5 to 11-year-old to this movie, you may have a grand old time. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's got animals. It's got kids in major roles and farts, and it's got fart jokes and it's got funny, you know, funny kid stuff. Yeah, uh, it's colorful. There's things to look at. That is yeah. where I would go from the positive side of this. But unlike what animation, I shouldn't say animation, but uh, like what family films have kind of become, to we've this, been spoiled by Pixar. Well, with and, it being Pixar as good has for elevated. You know, other like even this year, the Netflix uh, film Klaus that we talked about getting nominated. Yeah. You know, it has a lot of those things that kids would love, but it's also moving and interesting Lego and well movie. done. Lego Movie is another great example. So yeah, this movie does not have that though. Yeah, there's there was nothing for the adults in this movie other than the times where maybe you could connect to your child at heart. Maybe yeah. like if you can if you can somehow put on your seven year old eyes. Yeah. And not see how lame <laughs> the dialogue in this movie it's is. It's bad. It's so bad. Uh, just so it's many cliches. The, it's the and dumbest plot ever, and, too. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there isn't much to it. It's it's just it's one kind of meaningless side quest. Yeah. By the end of it, so yeah. No. Yeah. This whole movie is a side quest. The other thing about it is, there's so much going on um in the uh the voice acting thing there's so many animals that you never really get a chance to to understand those animals as characters or understand the personalities of the people playing them uh other than maybe Rami Malek as the gorilla is given a little bit I think more Emma time. Thompson is the parrot yeah I guess because she's technically the main animal But you've got Tom Holland in there. You've got Selena Gomez. You've got Ray Fines. You've got John Cena. You've got Camille Nangiani. You've got Craig Robinson. Um, You've got Octavia Spencer. Yeah. You've got uh, Marion Cotillard.
2: Who has like what? Three lines? Yeah.
1: And two of them are like French cliches. Yes. Yes. Mon ami. And then you've got Antonio Banderas popping up. Yeah. Um, fresh off of his Oscar nomination. Yeah, showing why he deserved that. <laughs> that's right. Uh, if I had to give a human performance props, it would probably be Michael Sheen. Um, and again, he's so... But he knows what kind of movie he's in. Exactly. I. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I felt like, okay, Michael Sheen is, is doing the... Uh, over-the-top kids movie performance here. yeah, And it's kind of working for me because it feels at a piece with the rest of the film.
2: Where Downey is just, he's trying to be weird, but it's off-putting weird. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the main character. You're supposed to want to relate to the main character in some fashion. And we're supposed to relate to him for the simple fact that he loves animals. I mean... I mean, that's not really a a a saving grace. A lot of people like animals, you know. You got to give me something other than that. Oh, and they kind this movie totally destroys the magic that is being Doctor Doolittle. You know, right? I'm, I'm trying to, you know. Because I don't know if that's technically spoilers or not. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I
1: don't care. Like, I mean, it's – again, if we're saying that, that 5 to 11 is the audience here, that's probably yeah. not who's listening to us anyway. Yeah. Oh, so apparently anybody can learn how to speak with animals. I, see, I wasn't – and here's another thing. I wasn't sure if that's what the movie was saying or if it was saying this other kid was special like he was, like that he had the same gift. Like and and I think that's to the movie's detriment that it's not clear about that because it because that would allow you to tell some sort of meaningful story right about this kid and the, his progression into becoming the next Doolittle or whatever. Yeah. But we don't even know, is he learning it via education, which some points in the movie kind of point that he's like taking classes-ish Yeah. on, like it's just a different language. You just have to learn it like a different language.
2: Which technically that would mean he's learning like nine different languages at the same time. Right, you know?
1: yeah. Or is it one of those things where it's a gift that you have that you're just, you know, Built yeah. with like a magic that comes uh, you know, with your genetics or something, which at other points of the movie it kind of feels like that's what it's supposed to be. You know, there's things said to this kid like, You've got the gift, kid, and I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it's supposed to be a combination of the two, it just doesn't it doesn't allow for a clarity of understanding the character movement of this kid as he, you know, finds his way from shooting a squirrel to speaking animals.
2: Yeah. There is a scene in this movie that I'm not over-exaggerating is one of the most uncomfortable, awkward scenes that I've had in a long time because I know it's a kid's movie, and it deals with butt stuff. (laughs) It deals with butt
1: stuff. Yeah. Are we talking about the dragon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's just uncomfortable because he's digging stuff out?
2: Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, oh, you little do- rectum inspectum? You're spectrum? doing you're doing a dragon colonoscopy, are you? <laughs> and you're pulling stuff out of the dragon's butt. I mean, it was oddly
1: sexual and Was it? Did you not see the dragon's face?
2: I don't want to get into it because it's so weird. You
1: feel like me talking about cats. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like I was yeah, just like, there's like, something uh, weirdly sexual about cats yeah. and it may uncomfortable. And it's like, I remember, I remember, I just, I didn't feel that way during yeah. the dragon scene here. But, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> it was so awkward. Yeah, uh,
1: so awkward. Uh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's in in literally the plot hinges on a fart joke. Like that's yeah. you know, literally the the climax of the film. Yeah, is gas. Yeah. So welcome to welcome to little. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? No. No, and me either. Uh, not a recommend at all. Like, no. Again, maybe if you have kids. I mean, and, it's number one of the year. And you. <laughs> Till, uh, how how amazing would it be if, if it stayed number one, even for just one more movie? Like, whatever the next movie you saw just happened to be even worse yeah. than this. Well, next week's
2: what? The Gentleman? Is that yeah. what we're doing next week? Yeah. So, I mean, Guy Ritchie, you better bring it. <laughs> I mean, how could a movie directed by one of the most wholesome family directors we know, Stephen Gagin, who gave us such great family films like Traffic and Syriana? you know, do something like this, you know? All right, here and, it is. Yeah.
1: Lots of things can happen, you know? It's... Did you know that that Steve
2: Gagan directed this? I, no,
1: to be honest.
2: I, I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, is that the same one I'm, I'm thinking of who did like Siriana and Traffic, two of the most right. horrifying movies <laughs> that deal with literal human trafficking and, you know, terror attacks and stuff like that? But now here he comes doing Dr. Dolittle. I mean, it's like, that is really pushing your boundaries, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: The guy won an Oscar for best writing,
1: and now here he is doing this. It's not good. No. i just tell you that. It is not good, uh, and that is unfortunate because yeah. I always want a movie to be yeah. good. And the
2: only reason why I didn't say I hated it is because I know it's not a movie for me. It's well, a kid's
1: movie. And the only reason I say I did hate it is because it is the kind of movie that does make me angry because not only is there potential, not only is there talent involved, yeah, but the movie decides not to do anything, right? So, like, the, the movie itself isn't – see, Cats is a better movie than this for me because Cats, at least, is doing something crazy, something weird, something – out there, it's taken a swing, right? This movie never feels like it's taking any kind of swing, it just exists, it's just there, it's just blah. And that's when I get activated, and be like, You are wasting my time, you're not even trying to do something special, and you're failing at just being mediocre. And that's tough to do mm. when you set out for mediocre and you fail. That's the worst kind of movie for me. So and I, and again, that's harsh because nobody sets out for mediocre. But I just mean when you're not trying to take any risks, and yeah. you, and you still fail it, you know, you know, playing it safe. So. Anyhow, that's, that's why I say I hated it. And In general, when you see me hate, quote unquote, a movie, that's going to be the reason why. Yeah. Uh, something that falls in those lines. Uh, before we head on to our buried treasure, uh, just a reminder, you can be a Cif Pop member, and we thank you for that. Uh, we do a members-only show every week for a few yeah. minutes. We talk about a topic, and we'll be talking about my trip out to L.A. a little bit. Uh, in the Sift Pop members uh, show, and uh, excited to have that conversation it's be with fun. our members. And thank you again to our members who continue to make this show better. Uh, we appreciate you so much. If you're interested, you can be a member at Patreon. Patreon.com/siftpop starts at three bucks a month, and there's perks that come with the different levels. So you can check that out again at Patreon.com/siftpop. All right, let's move on to our buried treasure. Let's Uh, do it. You want to go first? Yeah. um, I saw a movie that
2: I was, it's going to sound bad. It's not great or even good, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's called Final Girls. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this
1: because I've heard good things.
2: Uh, Yeah, so basically um, my sister's read this book called Final Girls, and it's, It turns out it's different than the movie, which I was expecting it to be an adaptation. But kind of the same premise. You know, there's always the cliche horror movie, you know, this is kind of based off of, like, you know, the Jason Voorhees story, you know, of the camp and everything like that. And if you have sex, you die, you know. It just hits on all those cliches. These people get sucked into the movie, and they have to try and survive based on all their knowledge of the cliches and stuff, like oh, you know, the final virgin is the one who ends up killing the guy and stuff like that, you know? There's actually a really surprising um, underlying emotional storyline in here about uh, loss and accepting um, the loss of a family member, which I was not expecting the movie to get, like, that emotional or anything. The movie is funny, but it's also, I feel, kind of, the potential, you know, like such a cool, you know, premise because I've seen this done so well with movies like Cabin Fever or uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, right, you know, right, right, That this didn't live up to those. Um, it, acting's okay, um, it could have been better, but uh, no, it's it's a fun, but it's movie. a fun watch, it's a fun watch, yeah. I'd nice. recommend it, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to talk about something that is not a fun watch. <laughs> but is really good. Yeah, um, I watched the first couple episodes of The Outsider on HBO. I was
2: gonna wait until next week for episode three.
1: Yeah, I usually like to go with three episodes, but I'm in after two. Like I, like I don't even need that third to know that I'm so in on this show. I'm so happy because um, you
2: know me and Stephen King are best buds. Yeah,
1: uh, gonna be honest, didn't even know this was a Stephen King thing. Really? Um, yeah. No, I, I again, I apologize. I know I come off as is ignorant a lot of times with this yeah. kind of stuff, but it's because I don't study up on stuff i want to experience it and then after the fact a lot of times i'll go look at you know who it comes from and it it drives my (laughs) wife crazy i think she actually talked about this in the podcast last week really because we will she will i will say hey you want to go see this movie with me and she'll be like oh what is it and i'll be like i literally don't know like i Mm. i can't even tell you what it's about i know one of the actors in it i know what the title is like that's how i love to go into things so Uh, I didn't even realize that this was Stephen King, Um, but there is something genuinely fascinating going on uh, in this show, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but within the first two episodes, there are twists and turns to this story already that are blowing my mind. So have you read the source material? So tell me a little bit about, and again, without spoiling anything for anybody, but how is it... You know, as far as, this, like, are they changing things or are they still no, pretty close? No, it's pretty dead on so far. Okay.
2: Um, there is a supernatural element to it, which I, I, I want to be upfront about because some people that can be a turnoff because this does feel so much like a a, a done it kind of crime drama. Well, I was
1: going to say, the supernatural element, I mean, I'm only two, the first two episodes, it's yeah. not a major part of what's going on. Um, as far as what they're emphasizing yeah but you can look at it and go okay something is going on like you, yeah. you know there's something beyond what you're seeing yeah but they're not making it it feels very much just like a cop crime show it's
2: exactly but i did want to be upfront for people who be like oh so this show is taking a turn for something i didn't expect you know
1: right um i'm excited Which that's uh, a good thing usually by yeah, the way
2: um but I'm right there with you. This feels so much like a, a true detective almost at the beginning, you know? Yeah. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn is killing it, by the way.
1: Oh, he's so good. The scenes with Bateman and Mendelssohn yeah. are magic. Yeah. I mean, it is so compelling. Yeah. Um, I, I've just been... So, man, HBO is killing it. I, I just yeah. like... They continue to produce such incredible content. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away that show after show after show that HBO puts out is so good. And man, I just, I was, I was bummed because after Watchmen ended, I was like, oh, that was my show that I was looking forward to every week. What are they going to do? How's, you know, and now there I feel like, yay, maybe we've got another one that I can really dig into. Cause you're right. Mendelssohn is just captivating in this. Yeah. Um, and he's also starting, I think
2: tonight is the next episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Rivo. Yeah, He's going to be joining the cast in the second lead role, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited because, man, ever since I first saw her in uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, that was my my Cynthia Rivo debut, I Mm -hmm. guess you could say, because I never saw Hamilton. And
1: by the way, I don't know if it's a Rivo or a Rivo, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, No, 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 I'm not sure I'm right. I Uh. usually say a Rivo, so if I'm wrong, I apologize, but, Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, well, you're actually you're probably more right than I am. Uh, but uh, I mean, she's great, and Ben Mendelsohn's great. I mean, and the story's awesome. And I was, I'm glad that you say you liked it because I wasn't sure if it was my, uh, you know, my Stephen King goggles that sure. were just saying like, no, I, yeah, I get but it. But when I was watching that, man, there's something fascinating going on here. And not just beyond my you know, knowledge of the source material or anything. I'm like, please, I want people to see that this is actually good. So you saying that and you praising it as, this much, I'm like, oh, they're doing it.
1: They're doing it right. Yeah, I already have all sorts of like uh, predictions in my head of things that might be, things that might be happening. And that, to me, is a sign of something that's really engaging. When yeah. your brain won't stop thinking about you know, possibilities and and why things are happening and what's going on. So. I think this
2: show, even though it's only two episodes in, is a perfect example on why some shows are best served week to week as opposed to a a, a, a purge, you know, like yeah, a Netflix a purge, you know, binge. Yeah. Um, where you get time to, you
1: know, uh, question. Well, it. you know me. I I think all shows are better week to week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I... I I'm really interested to see when Netflix decides to do a week-to-week show. I think it's almost a given at this point that they will... Because I think they've seen with some of their stuff they've dropped recently how quickly the conversation dies down about it. And they will see something like Watchmen where people are talking about it for eight weeks in a row. You know what I mean? And it builds and it has this build. So, yeah, I I think they'll probably... Um, even Mandalorian, like to watch Mandalorian kind yeah. of gain its feet in the fandom and everything. Like I think they'll look at that and go, "Oh, no. yeah, humans yeah. do like patterns and they do like yeah. space to talk about stuff." And so they do like Baby Yodas, and they do like Baby Yodas, but there's <laughs> yeah. not much Netflix can do about that one. No. so anyways, The Outsider is uh, is what it's called. It is on HBO on Sunday nights, yeah. and um, yeah, I really really liked it. Well, we did it, man. Yeah, we did. We casted our pods. Well done. (laughs) Take that, pod. We speak pod language. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sift Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out. Thank you, buddy huge thanks to Phil for producing the show thanks Phil we love you <laughs> much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members as well for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks uh, including a monthly video hangout which by the way is happening this week uh, find out more at patreon.com slash lots of ways to connect with the podcast feel free to comment rate or leave a review at iTunes you can also email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than passing a full set of bagpipes. Uh, We will be back next week with The Gentleman. So we will see you then.
2: Bye.